What's up, boys? Happy Friday to you all. Hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving. Seemed like a lot of people were maybe able to get together at a dance and see one another. So hopefully everyone had a good time. I was able to get lots and lots of food and is recovering today. It is Black Friday. A lot of the games got off to, um, you know, or the week got off to a big start with the Thanksgiving game. So each matchup was well underway. So I'm going to pop in and do a quick rundown of how things are looking right now and how I think they'll come, uh, you know, to an end at the end of this week. So we'll just go right in and start with Drew and Nick. Um, you know, Drew currently favored Nick currently ahead so you know a bit of a toss-up which way this could go um Drew had basically what Rob had last week which was the big start with his uh special teams player had almost 30 points uh from his kicker uh Carlson for the Raiders which is just an insane number for a kicker well, I'm sure Drew is happy to see it currently back on a, a winning streak and hoping to stay at the top of the the standing so Josh Allen did come to play for for Nick, but unfortunately it was not through the means of throwing it to Cole Beasley, who he also had on his roster. So it's got a bit of a point uh, differential to make up for there. And uh, players left to play. I mean, you know, Drew has Brady. He's been riding them all season. Currently, he does not have Fournette in his lineup, maybe because last week it was really Fournette and Ronald Jones sort of taking turns on the field. Fournette only had 10 uh, rushing attempts, so Drew may be a little wary of um of that backfield split currently has Brandon cooks in the flex that could change uh, between now and game time on Sunday. Last week, Brandon cooks only had three targets, but um, Houston was working in a positive field situation with the amount of turnovers they were creating playing uh, Tennessee. So that might've been an outlier, but um, with the projections being uh, projections favoring him to come out ahead, he might want to change and go for the more, uh, sure thing with points, even with Fournette not having huge blow-up games, only 10 touches or 10 rushing attempts last week. He still had just over 20 points, which is, is a fine um, baseline. And at this time of year, you want to make sure you're getting all those safety points you can get unless you're really playing from behind and need those big home run swings, which um, may be what Nick needs if the projections are accurate at, at all. I mean, he went and picked up um, David Johnson in Houston after they cut Rex Burkhead in the hopes that maybe he'll be you know, one of the two primary guys using that backfield now, no longer three running backs, just the two, David Johnson and uh, Rex Burkhead. No, they cut Philip Lindsay. They have Rex Burkhead and uh, David Johnson now. I forget what I said a second ago, but we'll see how active he is uh, for that offense. Joe Mixon is his other running back that he's really going to lean on going up against Pittsburgh, who he's been, um, you know, quietly uh, great this year, currently running back six on the year. Cincinnati, all the focus has really been on Jamar Chase and his rookie performance, but Joe Mixon has really been getting the job done uh, for or as a running back for, for the Bengals. So hopefully for Nick, it'll be more of the same. And he's really going to need um, big, big games from Mike Williams. Before last week, Mike Williams had gone pretty quiet since his uh, big start to the year. Uh, Nick's really going to want to make sure that he's getting those those deep shots or he's getting those multiple touchdowns. He's going to need them to come out on top of this one. And then with um, Tyler Lockett for Seattle, it's hard to trust that offense right now, even though Tyler Lockett had uh, a bigger game. Russell Wilson just doesn't seem to be himself. That offense seems to be struggling. The team itself is struggling. A lot of those players or a lot of that um, organization might be coming to an end at the end of this season. Maybe no more Pete Carroll. Maybe Russell Wilson ends up um, somewhere else. We'll see. But Nick's got a, a, an uphill battle in this one, despite currently being ahead. So I'm leaning uh, favoring Drew in this matchup. All right, after that, we have Chase versus Nate. Currently, uh, Chase, the only one with points on the board at the moment with the game that start, got started on 
Thanksgiving special last night. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's still projected to be, you know, photo finish, Nate 151, Chase 150, Chase big points uh, coming from his Bills defense who held the Saints at just six points. And Ezekiel Elliott, who um, was in and out of the Cowboys game, but uh, 33 points total for the Cowboys and only one rushing touchdown for Zeke, the bigger game. Well, not really the bigger game. Tony Pollard had more points, but a lot of that was from um, his special teams performance. So we'll see. Like I said, Chase does have uh, Russell Wilson, who has been kind of hard to trust as of late. We'll go up against a very uh, susceptible Washington secondary on uh, Monday Night Football choosing not to go with uh, Carson Wentz against Tampa Bay. And um, I don't know, that's a that's a tough call. It could be a shootout with um, Indianapolis and Tampa Bay. Indianapolis has been playing really, really great football after starting 0-3 on the season. And we know Tampa Bay is going to put up points on their own, so that could turn into a shootout very easily. And um, for Washington and Seattle, you don't really have the same fear that Washington's really going to light up the scoreboard, so it might not be needed for Russell to throw the ball a whole heck of a lot. But um. So we'll see if Chase sticks with uh, Russell Wilson there just as it go back towards Carson Wentz. And um, down the line, there's a couple of players. I mean, Tim Patrick, he did sign the extension with Denver. They want to keep him there. They want to keep using him. I don't know how big of a game um, he can really give week in, week out. We know Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's favorite target um, in the red zone, and it looks like Lamar Jackson will be back on the field after his illness, so that's good news. Marvin Jones is a real you know, question mark wild card for Jacksonville. They did lose um, Jamal Agnew uh, for the season, so they're going to probably bring back in LaVishka Chenault to be that slot receiver, so maybe that'll force more targets towards Marvin Jones's way, but um, I don't know. I have a hard time trusting him at all with the way he's been playing so far this season. And um, for Chase, he's got a lot of or, sorry, for Nate on the other side. I mean, there's just a lot of point potential, specifically with, you know, with the Green Bay game going up against the Rams. The Rams are coming off their bye. Hopefully, you know, have a few of their issues worked out. This could be another game that's a real, real high scoring potential game. And if that's the case, we saw it last week with Rodgers and uh, going up against Minnesota, even though the Green Bay lost Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams combined for, for a big game. And I think they scored, it was well over 30 points their team scored. So, you know, and trustworthy running backs, um, Robinson and uh, Najee Harris. I mean, if Jacksonville gets a lead against Atlanta and they want to hold it, you know, they're going to run the ball or burn the clock with Robinson and Najee Harris, you know, just an outstanding rookie performance. I'm going to keep saying it week in, week out. Um, Gronkowski was back on the field last week, and he actually looked like really, really good. He looked fresh. He looked uh, healthy. He looked fast, which sometimes other earlier this season, he looked more kind of like he was lumbering around the field, just taking up space, but he was looking athletic. He was going up. He was contesting high point balls. So with Gronk back on the field and healthy, he's a threat to score multiple touchdowns uh, each and every week. And um, in that same vein, Jamar Chase uh, for the Bengals has been an outstanding rookie performer. His um, his rookie pace uh, is going looks like it's going to outpace even what Justin Jefferson did uh, in his rookie year last year, which set a, a rookie record. So uh, it's going to be tight, as the projections say, but I have a hard time bidding against the, the potential points uh, on Nate's team right now. Next up, we have uh, Zachy and Mike. Zachy currently on his one-game winning streak. He doubled his total wins of the season, now all the way up to two. Uh, Mike on a four-game win streak, you know, with 7-4, getting hot at the right time. Uh, Mike currently favored a little bit in this one, about a 10-point favorite after sitting um, on a 60-point uh, advantage right now. But he probably wishes that it, that it was a lot more. I mean, all those points are really coming from um, Dak Prescott in the bounce-back game the Cowboys had, despite the loss uh, to the Raiders. Last night, um, tried to go, you know, for the, you know, for the injury flex play, pick up uh, Toby Jones for 
New Orleans with Ingram and uh, Kamara both out didn't really turn into a lot of points, only 27 rush yards. And uh, Darren Waller, a tight end, left the game with injury, uh, only a few points from him as well. So um, has a lead, still projected to win, but Mike probably hoping that he would have a bit more at this point from those players. Um, he's going to be expecting to, to get a few more. You know, Dalvin Cook running back, Michael Pittman maybe bounce back against Tampa Bay. Um, Last week, I don't think he quite had the point total that he had been doing the few weeks before against, um, I'm blanking on who they played last week. But uh, we'll see. He's going to roll the dice, play the Texans defense against the Jets. Texans had a big week last week, getting a lot of turnovers from um, quarterback in uh, Tennessee, Tannehill, through four picks, I think, uh, last week. So we'll see if the Texans could get anything like that going against the Jets in um, Zach Wilson's return. And over for Zachy, he's going to be seeing if Cam Newton can deliver some more uh, in you know his return to Carolina at quarterback. I'm going to hope that Austin Eckler, I don't imagine he's going to get four touchdowns like he did last week, but uh, he could score multiple uh, once again uh, against that Denver defense. And uh, we'll see if uh, Miles Gaskins is going to have his continued ping pong uh, effective scores. If you go and look at his performances all the way back, starting at about Honestly, like week three has like 17 points, one point, 37 points, six points, 28 points, 15, then 26, 13. Last week, he scored 30. So if the trends are going to continue, this is not going to be a good week for Miles Gaskin. But also maybe he breaks that trend and gives Zachy another good performance. And we'll really see uh, how involved uh, Pat Fryermuth is in uh, Pittsburgh. It's not quite close yet, but his involvement has only gotten more and more as the season has uh, has gone on for the Steelers, and he is a rookie tight end in himself, and it might happen that he could finish uh, the year as the better rookie tight end than Kyle Pitts with the way Atlanta's offense is struggling. Granted, Fryermuth is not going to go out and have 130 receiving yards like Pitts has done earlier this year, but um, he's looked at at the end zone, and he is involved, and he's getting targets, so a solid tight end pickup there for um for Zachy. So Mike is ahead. Mike's team's been cooking, but he's had a few um you know players not quite give him the points that he would be relying on. So um it's probably pushing narrative, but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, pick Zachy in uh, another upset this week. All right, next up we have Blue versus Tommy. Uh Tommy currently off to the races with uh, almost 50 points from the Thanksgiving games. Projected to finish 160, Blue projected to finish 138. Granted, Blue has no players that have played yet. All of Tommy's points came from uh, Stefan Diggs and the pickup of Darnell Mooney for the Bears, who I think Allen Robinson was out once again. Mooney, uh, a real, real speedy receiver for Chicago. Uh, doesn't have to have a lot of receptions to really light the scoreboard up, which is what happened. I think he only, I don't remember the number, I think he only had four or five receptions for 123 yards. Uh, yeah, caught five of eight targets. So it only takes a few uh, when you have wheels like that. And that's exactly what he did against that Detroit secondary. So two players and a, a real nice uh, start for Tommy. He's going to hope uh, like Lamar Jackson be back on the field, hopes for a big game from him going up against Cleveland, hopes for a big game from uh, McCaffrey. You know, he's um, the kind of player he can drop, you know, 50 points any given week. But the the concern in Carolina with McCaffrey now is, Will he get those, if they get tight on the goal line, you know, that's sort of the Cam Newton special. That's where he just tucks the ball in and plows into the end zone, like the most rushing uh, touchdowns over like the past five or six years, I think Cam Newton has. So that's not the best recipe for McCaffrey, um, you know, to put up a big score, but he's going to get involved in the passing game. And he knows uh, he has that relationship with Cam Newton that he can be the short check downs. He can be the the quick outs. So that relationship and rapport we know is there because we've seen it before. 
and uh, Blue. It's hard to imagine that, you know, he's going to get what he got from Jonathan Taylor last week. But um, Jonathan Taylor did what he did against the Bills, who had shut down every running back they come up against up to that point. Maybe no one of Jonathan Taylor's caliber, you know, whatever side of that you want to take. And so we've seen what he, what he can do. So it doesn't matter who he's playing now. Obviously, you're going to expect big things from him week in, week out. And Tampa Bay's after last week is going to be fully probably stacking the box to take him out of the game. And that's really been their specialty all year was stopping the running game. So we'll see how effective Taylor can be now that all eyes are going to be on him, even if they weren't before. And uh, he does have, you know, the quarterback receiver combo. It's not, you know, Robert Woods any longer. Now it's Van Jefferson, but he does still have Matt Stafford. If the Green Bay game turns into a shootout, like I said before, a lot of the points will be coming from the quarterback position. And Van Jefferson is like the deep field stretcher. He can get those like one, two big plays and do what uh, like Mooney did uh, for Chicago and put up a lot of points on not a lot of catches. So maybe we'll see uh, that happen in Green Bay, depending on what the weather is, you know, in <clears throat> I forget the name of the state, Lambeau, in Lambeau Field. Kyle Pitts, you know, tight ends, trust him to be involved. He's kind of the focal point of that offense now. Uh, Jarvis Landry, have a hard time trusting, uh, mainly just because, like, Baker Mayfield also hasn't really been fully healthy. Like, as a quarterback, he's been going through a, some injuries himself, playing through them. It might have been hurting the offense. We know Cleveland prefers to run the ball over everything else, but um, there's no, just not a lot of options for Blue to do differently. It's Jarvis Landry against Baltimore, or it's Corey Davis against Houston. And it's hard to trust, uh, you know, anyone on the Jets right now, especially with Corey Davis still banged up himself. Zach Wilson coming back. Zach Wilson's like the one quarterback for the Jets that hasn't really proven that he can put up a lot of points. All of his backups have really done it, but he has not done it himself. Which he's still a rookie. It's you know fair to say, but if he's going to be the one back under center, it's hard to imagine uh, he's going to be having a lot of opportunity or putting up a lot of passing yards. So. All said and done, uh, you know, Tommy got off to a good start with his two receivers. I have a hard time seeing, um, you know, that slowing down with um, the players he has, you know, still waiting to play. And uh, I don't know that Blue will be able to keep up quite enough. So I'm going to go Tommy here. Next up, Dan versus Randall. This is probably the game that had the most um, points scored from Thursday night. Dan currently ahead. 91 over 87, but looking at the projections, Randall's um, going to be the one who ends up with the with the win in this one. Randall, um, a couple of big games. He went and picked up Derek Carr. Derek Carr had the big game, 373 passing yards and a touchdown against Vegas. And uh, a lot of those yards went to Hunter Renfro, who um, Randall already had on his team, so made a decision to go get the quarterback that was going to be throwing the ball to one of his guys since Patrick Mahomes is on bye this week. So big game for Renfro, big game for Carr. And um, basically what, what he probably hoped for, at the very least, to get from Matt Breida in Buffalo and picked up um, a running back that had the potential to score a touchdown, which Breida had done twice, um, you know, uh, before this week. And uh, he did it again. It's not a stellar line, but he got in the end zone. He got him a good baseline of points, which uh, when you're just snatching a running back at this stage of the season off the waiver wire, that's kind of all you're really hoping for. So got to be happy with uh, what he got from Brita last night and uh for Dan I mean he had a, you know he had a lot of players show up in his own right again I said Tony Pollard uh you look at his line you kind of wonder where all those points came from only 36 rushing yards 32 receiving yards but uh he scored a touchdown and a punt or a kickoff uh return had over 100 return yards over the course of the evening so they got him all the way up to 36 points and uh some good performances everywhere else Michael Gallup got over 100 yards receiving uh T.J. Hawkinson caught the touchdown for the Lions, and uh, the Bears held the Lions to only 14 points with a sack and a fumble to go with it. So both uh, both teams had good performances on Thanksgiving. It's uh, who do they have left that they can trust to, to keep delivering points for them. 
Dan traded away uh, Justin Herbert, so now all in on Jalen Hurts against the Giants. Uh, you know, we just saw Tom Brady and the Patriots put 30 up on the Giants. It's not a defense that's really scaring anyone, and um, Jalen Hurts is getting more and more comfortable, and the Eagles are really starting to click as a team. So you trust uh, Hurts to give you a good baseline of points there. Devonta Freeman, despite, you know, kind of the stale taste, you, you know, you kind of have in your mouth when you say his name, knowing he's on the Raiders and was, you know, just kind of a free agent for a while, was only there by necessity after all their injuries, has been very involved in these past few weeks for uh, for Baltimore. And like we know Latavius Murray is coming back from injury. Everyone kind of assumed that he would take back over, but last week that wasn't really the case. Freeman was still kind of the guy and he was averaging like five yards a carry. So, um, you kind of just have to keep ru- running with him uh, for Baltimore, especially when you don't really have another good option to go to. Jeff Wilson, even without uh, Elijah Mitchell for the, for the 49ers, didn't really deliver much for him. So it's hard to trust him knowing that Mitchell's going to be back on the field. So he's probably playing his best lineup at the moment. And uh, yeah, for, for, <clears throat> for Randall, I mean, he has Nick Chubb, obviously you know, one of the best backs in the league, but uh, Kareem Hunt due back. From his injury, you know, they might not want to overload him like fresh out of the gate. So Chubb could still see a lot of the work, but we know that even when you know they're both healthy, they're both viable options uh, any given week because Cleveland wants to run the ball, you know, first, second, and third as much as they can. Keenan Allen has taken back over as you know LA's you know number one receiving uh, option. It seems Mike Williams was that guy for the first few weeks, but um, Keenan Allen's talent has really emerged. And then, of course, there's Cooper Cup, who, you know, continues to light the world on fire. We'll see if he keeps up that pace coming off the bye. But you kind of just expect him to end up with 100 yards in the score the way his season's been going. So, yeah, I mean, this one, as far as shootouts go, this could be the one that's really fighting for first and second highest score of the week. But, um, yeah, I, I like the where the projections have this one ending. And I think Randall does uh, pull away at the end and finish on top. And then lastly, myself and Rob, um, you know, and obviously I favor my, my teams over everyone else's every time, every week uh, doing these things. But, you know, Rob just kind of got a really, uh, you know, crappy hand in the Thanksgiving games. DeAndre Swift got knocked out of the game. You're only giving him five points. And then, uh, yeah, well, I mean, that, that was the big one. DeAndre Swift got knocked out of the game. I think it was, yeah, Kenyon Drake. You know, Josh Jacobs, it was a Josh Jacobs night for the Raiders. All the work went to him. All the success went to him. And Kenyon Drake was sort of just left on the sideline, only giving him eight points. And uh, Deontay Harris for the Saints. Saints held to just six points, now receiving yards for Harris. And it's the only real um, thing he had to be happy about last night was Dawson knocked a tight end. He caught two touchdowns off of three passes for 30 yards. So it was about as efficient as you can be when you're only getting three receptions. So that was his one saving grace on the evening. But yeah, he had a, he had a tough break with a lot of players. It's going to be tough for him to come back, um, you know, with who he has left with Tua at quarterback. Marquise Brown will be back on the field. Maybe Lamar Jackson, you know, gets a, gets a few deep shots to him. But uh, yeah, he's got a long way to go. It's going to be tough. Um, a lot of the players on the other side on my team they have favorable matchup this week. Antonio Gibson's playing Seattle. Seattle's like 31st against the run. Uh, DK Metcalf, again, Russell Wilson's been struggling, but Washington has a very weak secondary. Metcalf's another one of those players who can beat almost everyone in the league in a foot race. He can have, you know, an 80-yard catch at any given moment. Justin Jefferson has been getting more and more work for the Vikings. He had a huge week last week um, paired with Kirk Cousins. They've been wanting to get him more and more involved, and they've been doing that. They've been uh, sort of putting their money where their mouth is. And then um, Daryl Henderson running back for the Rams, 
uh, you know, might be the beneficiary of, you know, some red zone situations if they find themselves there in a potential high scoring game against uh, Green Bay. So, I mean, I, I was very confident in my team coming into this week and with uh, where uh, Rob's Thanksgiving players uh, left him, uh, that confidence is really only strengthened at this moment. So I got to think um, that hopefully this will be my week to snap this four game losing streak and maybe trying to make a, a last season surge to get back into the playoff race. But that's going to do it. Uh, it's just going to quick pop in. Hope everyone's doing good. You got time to listen to it. Yeah, that's great. If not, we'll, um, we'll all touch base again after this week and that playoff picture would just be a little bit more clear. So I will catch you all then. Later.